The Hundredth Amendment from Neither Here Nor There by Oliver Herford. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Dale Grothman. The Hundredth Amendment by Oliver Herford. After the passage of the Ninety Eighth Amendment, making it a misdemeanor to manufacture, sell, own, possess, purchase, nurse, dandle, or otherwise caress or display that effigy of an infant form commonly known as a doll. The abolition of that feathered symbol of vicarious maternity, the stork, followed as a matter of course. The passage of the anti-stork bill, or, to be more accurate, the Ninety-Ninth Amendment, thanks to the tenacity and tact of President John Quincy Epstein, was the most expeditious piece of legislation put through by the 150th Congress. It must not be forgotten, however, that the introduction of lectures on obstetrics into the curriculum of the kindergartens had done much to educate the child vote, and that at the time the fate of the stork was hanging in the balance that once esteemed bird of prurient evasion was already becoming unpopular and well on its way to join the dodo and now the department of government devoted to the cause of infant uplift having abolished the mock offspring and settled the fate of the bird of nativity cast about for some new field of endeavor and what more fitting than that they should light upon the hoary old impostor masquerading under the several aliases santa claus saint nicholas kris kringle and father christmas at once the propaganda was started press agents were engaged lecture tours arranged magazines subsidized no matter what it might cost this vulture gnawing at the palladium of infant emancipation must be destroyed santa claus once in the memory of living men and women adored by children and winked at by their parents was now branded as an impostor a mountebank and a public nuisance and a perverter of infant intelligence santa claus was an outlaw from the commonwealth of reason it was thumbs down for santa it may be well to explain right here since none of the events chronicled in this history has yet happened that the movement for the emancipation and self-determination of infants which has now taken such great strides had its initiation in the presidential term of miles standish sovietsky when congress extended the franchise to every child over five years of age who had made any serious contribution to literature or higher mathematics it was the same year that president sovietsky signed the sixty-fourth amendment to the federal constitution prohibiting the publication of fairy tales and congress suspended the limitation of search act in order that private libraries and nurseries might be raided without warning and all copies of the forbidden works summarily seized and destroyed simultaneously with the federal enactment the states of washington illinois nevada and oregon 
ever in the advance of any great intellectual movement passed laws prohibiting the personification or representation public or private in theater music hall clubhouse lodge church fair schoolhouse or private residence of any supernatural fairy or otherwise mythical person or persons or fraction thereof passing a constitutional amendment was now an almost everyday occurrence indeed since the ratification of the forty-fourth amendment prohibiting the use of sarsaparilla as a beverage coffee and tea had been legislated out of existence five years earlier the enactment of a new amendment excited little or no comment even the sixty-ninth amendment forbidding the use of caviar club sandwiches and buttonhole bouquets except for medical purposes received only casual notice in the metropolitan dailies the twentieth century was rapidly nearing its close and the political apathy that for fifty years had been gradually benumbing the public morale now threatened to paralyze completely what little still remained of courage and initiative even the latest work of bernard shaw a bird's-eye view of the infinite published with a five-volume preface on mr shaw's hundred and fortieth birthday aroused so little resentment that his projected visit to the united states had to be abandoned in spite of the fact that bean and supo bean written only a week earlier was acknowledged to have contributed largely to the triumph of the seventy-ninth amendment making vegetarianism compulsory in the united states the one hundredth amendment passed quickly through the early stages of the routine and perfunctory debate without any appreciable sign of anything approaching popular protest here and there a guarded expression such as poor old santa i'm sorry he's got to go was voiced in the privacy of a club by some elderly gentleman nothing more somewhere behind somebody was a power that directed and guided perhaps threatened nobody knew who or what or where it was or in what manner it worked but work it did and to such purposes that after a scant week of cut-and-dried speech-making that deceived no one the amendment was submitted unanimously by both houses of congress and the foregone conclusion of ratification was all that remained to make the abolition of santa claus an accomplished fact then inevitably as fish follows soup followed the ratification the hundredth amendment to the constitution of the united states prohibiting santa claus slipped through the ratification process like an oil prospectus in a mail chute there was only one hitch rhode island but since rhode island had refused to ratify a single one of the last seventy-nine amendments her action was accepted as part of the program and a proof of unanimity so santa claus was abolished no not so fast please who's writing this history anyway twas the night before christmas and in the white house not a creature was stirring not even a dot 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 for the benefit of the clever reader who may have guessed the word left out of the last line of the above quatrain 
I will explain that the asterisks are used in obedience to a clause of the 91st Amendment prohibiting, both in speech and print, the use of the word dot 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 dot, which, as a political emblem of the Free People's Party, now happily defunct, came into such contempt that it was made a misdemeanor to print, publish, own, sell, purchase, or consult any book, pamphlet, catalog, circular, or dictionary containing the word dot 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 dot. It has been estimated that over $800 million worth of century and standard dictionaries were destroyed in the first year of this amendment's operation. The loss in nursery rhymes, children's books, and natural histories is beyond computation. But to return to the White House, President John Quincy Epstein had retired to his study on the second floor shortly before midnight taking with him the engrossed copy of the hundredth amendment which now only required his spencerian signature to expunge the name of santa claus forever from the american speech and language as utterly and irrevocably as the forbidden word dot 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 the hours passed in a perfectly orderly manner like school children at a fire drill one two three four without pushing or jostling five six seven eight don't you think history is much more interesting in the form of simple outline like this than spun out in the common manner nine ten at eleven o'clock the door to the president's study was burst open by the order of the vice president rebecca crabtree now by a sudden and mysterious stroke of fate herself become the president of the united states for john quincy epstein was dead how and just when he died will never be known always a cold forbidding not to say prohibiting man his body when found was still cold if anything colder his watch which should have marked the exact moment of his demise, was ticking merrily. So the exact moment will remain forever unrecorded. But Santa Claus still lives, and will live forever. In the massive gold inlay and ivory desk, a Christmas gift from the United Department Stores of America, lay a paper inscribed and signed in the President's handwriting and sealed with his official seal it was the presidential veto of the hundredth amendment and by virtue of a clause in amendment thirty three no constitutional amendment vetoed by the president shall ever be resubmitted to the country or any fraction thereof santa claus will live forever hooray for santa claus the end of the hundredth amendment by Oliver Hereford.